Wait, so what do you do with too much information? Well, like, you don't know, like, it, it, it's the same thing, like, you know, with them collecting all those terabytes of data, you know, for the, from, from us. Like, there's, it's, it's just an orgy of everything, and there's, you, like, it's impossible to pick apart and find where the truth is. Yeah. Uh, you, um, you argue with each other, and that yeah. kind of deviates the view from... Well, it's like, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody's got their own news station. Every, every poli- Everybody with every political philosophy has the... Has their own kind of alcove and every moron has a megaphone every moron has a megaphone to reach their little you know (laughs) their own people uh I would love to get those morons to interview each other actually they do though on Fox News all the time (laughs) John Stewart and Bill O'Reilly were probably the two greatest staff though Mm -hmm. they were both really maybe it's just because I thought John Stewart won but oh yeah (laughs) sort of Um, so just so you guys know, we've started the podcast, <laughs> as always, so every, now everyone knows that morons have megaphones. So welcome to the Bits Per Second Podcast, I'm Jared. I'm Jim. I'm Chris, but Correa. So Chris, <laughs> so, so Chris he, he likes to always introduce himself with his first and last name. Um, Chris, but Correa. <laughs> so we're here to talk to you about... Somewhat interesting topics that we'll come up with today, um, and finish it off with bits per second where we talk about something that we just can't get off our chests. Mm-hmm. So uh, number one, and uh, this is because Chris is here. Uh, Chris is actually one of the drummers for the bit players. Um, he works in the musician pit, making noise and uh, kind of like being the driving beat behind all the humor. I'd say probably out of the three of them, I make the most noise. Yeah, definitely that. Yeah. <laughs> the most opportunity. So, um, yeah, let's just get talking. So let's talk about musical improv. Yeah, what, uh, as someone who, I mean, you just recently started doing musical improv. Like, you've been a musician for a long time, right? Yes, uh, since I was, i probably playing live since I was... Uh, 11 or 12. And you play in a very famous band uh, around here. Please, don't tell everyone. <laughs> don't tell everyone we're famous. <laughs> uh, called Doris Duke. Uh, they, they're the, uh, if, you, uh, if you like the theme song, uh, the, the opening and closing theme song, they, uh, that's the band that does it. And yep. it's, uh, uh, my uh, co-host Jared here uh, is uh, the lead singer. Actually, uh, the, the bits band. the bits actually uh, have three quarters of Doris Duke uh, either yeah. on the current roster or uh, uh, yeah, retired. They're, they're, yeah. I believe Dylan's uh, number is actually hanging from your rafters. No, he uh, still comes yeah. back. For, like, he's kind of like Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, comes out of retirement <laughs> periodically. Yeah, uh, yeah, he's uh, he's up there. You know, he, he's now doctor. Dr. Oh. Everly, so he's... He's, uh, he's gotten a little too smart for the rest of he's us. He's gotten a little bit too smart for... Well, yeah. He, he kind of always was a little too smart for the rest of us. Rock doctor. All right. Um, he's a rock doctor. doctor yeah. But he is uh, the bassist of the band as well, so... And yes. uh, the only non-bit in the band is Adam Waz. Uh, Hi, Adam. Hi, Adam. It's uh, his birthday today, actually. It's his 30th birthday, so... Uh, happy happy birthday. birthday to Adam Happy Waz. birthday yesterday, because this is probably going to come out tomorrow. Yeah. Um, we're officially... If we're lucky... <laughs> We're officially the oldest punk rock band with the least amount of tenure in yep. the punk rock band. Sure. Most people start their punk rock bands when they're 16. We started ours when we were 28. Yeah. <clears throat> we waited. Well, yeah, 30 is the new 16. Yeah. Right? I feel like I'm more angry now, though. Like, I'm more, I feel like I'm a little more punk rock now than I was when I was 16. Because at least I'm paying my own rent slash mortgage. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. I feel like I'm definitely more angry now. I was I was not bitter at all when I was uh, when I was a teenager. I, yeah, a little I, a little more when I get to college. <laughs> I never had an anarchy sign written on my uh, my physics notebook or anything like that. But I, I might put it on my next ten forties. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about musical improv. Um, one of the things that makes the bit players unique as an improv troupe is that we do have an up pit band, which isn't something. I mean, you'll sometimes you'll see a group have a. A pianist. Maybe a pianist. A, 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 yeah. A, pian- a pianist. Uh, a pianist. Pianist. Um, pianist would make right. Yeah. Yeah, you can get those in, in uh, Taiwan for pretty cheap, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> but so, one of the things that uh, the bit players have that a lot of groups don't have is a full, somewhat full band. They'll have a keyboardist, mm-hmm. uh, a guitar player, drummer, um, and different yeah. people will do different things. We have a bass back there, and... 
Yeah, we have a whole uh, we, we have a, a whole cowbell, bunch, yeah. a <laughs> cowbell. Cow yeah, we a have a whole whistle. We have a whole bunch of instruments, and anywhere from like two to three musicians will be on uh, each night. Yeah, so we so we basically have a full band, which is something that a lot of I mean, even though musical improv is especially in this area uh, has been on the rise uh, over the past few years. Like there, and in, in, in Providence, there's a in Providence Improv Guild. They have several musical teams. Um, so that's that. That's been a thing that's growing, and it's that which I think is a good thing because uh, a lot of people don't realize how I don't want to say easy, but accessible it is to do musical improv. Like oh, if you've got, like, you know, if you've got a, a, a an okay keyboardist, you can do musical improv. Yeah, or like a mediocre guitar player like myself. Like, yeah. oh, okay, here we go. We can do this. Yeah. Four chords tend to make up most of the bits um, <laughs> that that we do, at least. Uh, but with the drums and the keyboards backing it, it really fills them out really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, it's funny. My first night that I played there, um, you know, I learned some of the songs, but I mentioned that I you guys weren't going to be the only ones improv uh, improvising that night mm-hmm. because I was also improvising. What I've realized since then, though, is that as a musician backing this band. We improvise just as much as you do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. As you should. Yeah, that's uh, th- that's why it's fun. That's why. And so I, I go both ways with the bits too. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I both play in the band and I perform with the players. So it really is just kind of, I don't want to say nerve wracking, but you do have to be just as much on your toes because sometimes you're going to have to fill in a scene with a musical part that you're going to have to either make up on the spot or pick up on the fact that it needs to be dropped in there. Mm-hmm. So you, there's never a time when you're kind of just like sitting back there pounding beers, just yeah, having no. to play during certain games. Because even though there are set musical games, a lot of the the other non-musical games will have to incorporate a musical element at some point. Music can complete it, like if you can feed off of the scene. And I know, like, uh, I know as someone who can... Uh, Play the piano serviceably, if not very, if not very well. Um, I have I've played as a musician dur- during shows, and that's that's kind of been my my forte, if you will. As is like I can't uh, like I can't do too much mm-hmm. like, I, I, with the with the keyboard, but I can pay attention to scenes and improvise whatever underscore they need. Yeah, based on that. And that's one of the benefits there, having that knowledge of the games. Yeah. And I feel like being on the strings or on the keys, you get a lot more opportunity to do something like that. Here, 10 rim shots a night. (laughs) (laughs) I do. I do. I I would actually like to... uh, That would be an interesting social experiment. It's like... I think I just broke that thing. I can't even rim shot, guys. There we go. Jared just slammed his pen down on the table and it <laughs> flew off. And this is why <laughs> this is why he doesn't drum. This is why I'm not the drummer. Um, yeah. So I mean, tell us how. Um, tell us about that first night. Like, what what were you expecting versus what did you get? I mean, you've been to a, a many, many, many bit shows over the years, but how, and how did that kind of prepare you for jumping into like a musical improv situation? Uh, Two things that I, I think made it difficult in my head um, is one, I'm a I'm a nervous person with stage fright as it is, which is why it's so easy for me to be a drummer. And that's why you're four <laughs> beers right now at three o'clock in the afternoon. No, that's because I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the the other thing is um, I'm also I, I I've been playing punk rock and, and hardcore uh, pretty much exclusively for uh, the last uh, ten twelve years. Um, that requires a lot of energy. Um, it requires you to play very, very loud. Um, so I think the, the first night I was more nervous about overpowering you guys and everyone in the audience saying, all I can hear is drums. Um, a lot of people want to be the only person heard in a room, but I don't. (laughs) Um, so the first day I was, I was, I was extremely nervous that, um, I was just going to be too loud, which actually probably made me a little too quiet. Um, Thank you, Gracie. Uh, that's Gracie wants a beer. That's Jared's dog knocking over my beer, empty <laughs> beer bottle. Um, but overall, uh, we actually have a great band leader in, in Ryan O'Sullivan, um, and everyone who actually plays has been doing it for a while. They're very professional. They know the songs that they're playing, um, and they know the bits well enough. Uh, not the bit players, but the the actual 
uh, bits that they do well enough to know how to instruct me how to play. <laughs> so the f- first night that we played, uh, I was nervous, but I think it was very successful, and um, it allowed me to get the confidence that I need to be able to improv a little bit more, uh, including buzzing in for Jeopardy every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, br- uh, Brian, uh, our, our musical director, uh, has certainly kind of uh, gone the extra mile in linking the music to the uh, improv. Uh, and he's been hosting music rehearsals for us uh, once a month to really, to, to, to get the the players um, more, I don't know, more musically uh, educated. Yeah. Cause we got, we, I mean, our, we, we kind of run the, uh, run the spectrum from the, you know, kind of musically inclined, well, from the very musically inclined like Kevin. Yeah. Uh, to the kind of musically inclined like me, to the not at all musically inclined like. Go ahead, go ahead. Let's hear yeah, it. Yeah, who are we going to call out on the carpet? <laughs> I'll say Frank because he's a good friend and he'll understand. I think he'll understand. <laughs> yeah. No, th- there's definitely a there's a wide divide between um, the comedy that you guys do, which is uh, cerebral, uh, and the music that we do, which is uh, it's learned. You know, um, yeah. especially as a drummer, I'm not worried about what key I'm playing in. I'm not worried about. So you're gonna play these drums <laughs> in the key of F. Yeah, yeah. I'm not worried about hitting the tuning pedal and making sure the drums are. <laughs> I mean, maybe, I, maybe we should be. I don't know. <laughs> drums in the key of G. Yeah, that's a joke I've been making for 15 years that no one's laughed at. <laughs> We're laughing at it right now. I'm laughing at it. All right, 15-year build-up. All right, great punchline, guys. Uh, no, that that divide is it's it's difficult to cross. So the I, I do give Ryan a lot of credit for uh, bringing in uh, some of the uh, the people who are doing improv to the musical side and allowing us to kind of work off of each other because it's it's mm. it's difficult if you if you're not a musician if you're not a uh, performer. Uh, it's difficult to know what the other person is thinking. Yeah. yeah. And having been like the former musical director in previous years before somebody, we've kind of organized it and made it a little better. Yeah. It, it, it is a thousand times better. You know, we've got a group of people right now that are really into learning it and then that aren't just saying, well, the musical games aren't my thing. I'm not even going to try. Yeah. For, as an example, um, we did... Uh, uh, hip hop practice on Wednesday, yeah. where we all had to rap in triplets, which is not hard. I'm, I'm not. I don't want to say it's hard. It's it's not easy to do and make sense of it to kind of rap like the like Kendrick Lamar. So we had practiced, worked on that, and that is something you know five years ago never would have been able to do and work out. Um, or made um, successful with not I don't want to say with some of the old group, but like with some of our skills mm-hmm. and where they were at that point. But right now, there's a good group of people that are, are really developing very strong rhythmic skills to yeah. that that allow us to kind of expand our repertoire and, and kind of build build our little album collection. Yeah. For lack of a better term. Our album collection. I know. <laughs> Anal bum collection. Anal bum. <laughs> I could spend about 15 minutes talking about the SNL Jeopardies, but we'll uh, stay up. <laughs> that's, that's other people's material. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, <laughs> this is the podcast where we do everybody's material <laughs> and say, remember that. Exactly. <laughs> I showed up having listened to like seven different podcasts and uh, memorizing other people's material, so it's kind of difficult to <laughs> just bring it. <laughs> just get, uh, um, so yeah, it would, you know the, the best part about having that musical element too is that you have the people with the chops, improv wise, to do it. So it's not just musicians, but you've got the people that are funny enough to make it work. Because there's there's something to be said for sing talking too. Oh, you, yeah. know, you don't have to be able to and carry. Frank is really good at that. Yeah, actually, mm-hmm. I, and I've seen I've seen him uh, act in musicals where he does sing talk, and he's he's very good. He should be in My Fair Lady. <laughs> <laughs> or uh, I could. I've always thought of Frank as being someone that could do the dentist in Little Shop of Horrors really well. Oh yeah, actually could. Frank is our artistic director for yes. those who haven't listened before. Yes. Uh, 
is the one who kind of brought the bit players to be what they are today. Yes, uh, absolutely. Okay. Um, from UC to oh, well, I won't even say that. Okay. From, from, uh, <laughs> oh no, I mentioned yeah, I mentioned uh, the previous group that I was in with him. I expect the company. Okay. Yeah. It's it's funny because back in like two thousand three two thousand four I used to go see unexpected company. Yeah, so. yeah he was he was in the group at the time I wasn't. Yeah. It's not like a divorce where you like never speak of your spouse again. It's uh, more of a <laughs> do you, do you not speak of your spouse again after a divorce? I mean, only if you have kids with them or not. Yeah, no, thank you. I don't know. I don't think you have to. Sometimes, sometimes I, you don't. <laughs> sometimes I feel like leaving artistic endeavors with a sour taste in your mouth is actually worse than a divorce. Uh, you know, there's certain bands that'll never get back together again, and they will talk Ooh. nothing but shit to the other, you know, about the other person, or won't even think of the other person. Like um, Simon and Garfunkel. Is that true? Yeah, they hate each other. Oh, they oh. hate each other. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, and I, I that, think what, like, I forgot which one of them just said recently, like, no, the reunion's never gonna happen. It was Garfunkel. It was Garfunkel? Yeah. It's like Jules Holland won't ever play with Squeeze again. Hmm. Okay, so uh, the two people who get that reference, <laughs> the, uh, yeah. thumbs up. No, I, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the the Smiths will only reunite if David Cameron resigns yes. as, as Prime Minister of uh, of London, or or, or, or as Sex with a Pig on live television. I think might be worth it. <laughs> uh, not the pig sex. Yeah, yeah. You know that was based on him, though, right? That, that episode yeah. of Black Mirror. Yeah, yeah. no, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so I guess like we've got that covered, musical improv covered for now. Um, yeah, so, we solved musical improv. It's all good. Explained um, it perfectly. Um, my so, job's done here. Yep. <laughs> See you guys later. So moving on to our second topic, um, pie. Yeah. Pie. Hot, hot topic in the news lately. Uh, pie. We're chilled. We're chilled. We're chilled topic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, but but I, you'd be surprised at how contentious it is. Like mm-hmm. the. The uh, what is a pie? What makes a pie? What makes a good pie? What are pies better than cake? Like yeah. what? and crust? Is there a definition for crust? Mm-hmm. Is Oreo crust a crust, or is it just a cookie? Mm. Or I mean, if you really want to expand, an ice cream pie, where you have a cookie crust, uh-huh. like an Oreo crust, the crunchy crust, is that a crust? And is an ice cream pie even a pie? Uh-huh. Or is it essentially just a bowl of ice cream? All right, so let's tackle this because this is obviously more important than anything to do with improv. We're obviously we all very um, emotionally invested in this. <laughs> yes, improv we could care less about. The pie is is what we're really into. Is it a question of design or consistency? I'm make, right now. I'm, <laughs> I'm writing down my list of top five pies. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do. I'm going to do the same. Actually, uh, I'm going to try to remember them because I do not have a writing instrument. So we've all put together our list of our favorite pies. Mm-hmm. We're just Jim and I, them down right now. Jim and I did a top five, and uh, Chris over here is a nonconformist and decided to only do two. Uh, so we'll nonconformist with a bad memory. Yeah. <clears throat> so we will let. Chris, do, wanna, do we want to go around the room like one at a time and say like what? Uh, yeah. So we'll go from. Um, well, you guys can't see, but we're going to go counterclockwise. Okay, so you're gonna start like, so you can visualize. This is a visual. This is a visual element to this podcast. Yeah. So this is a round um, table. It's wooden. Uh, nice table. It was actually my grandma's. Can we do like a three D uh, like image of the uh, imaging of this uh, and, and, and put it and include it as a visual element of the podcast? I wish I had the technical skill to be able to describe. So maybe someone we'll post can... it on Instagram. Yeah, so. we'll post it on the bits player, bit players Instagram. The bits player, yeah. The bits player Instagram. Uh, I'm also, the, I'm using the the panorama right now. So, uh, so you can look at this picture while you're listening to the podcast, and it'll almost seem like a movie. I was staying completely still because I've seen those weird uh, <laughs> okay. panorama things where, like, yeah. where the dog's head starts on the left <laughs> side of the picture, and it the the neck ends on the right side of the picture. No, what you should do is just <laughs> get in every part of the picture so it looks like it's a Last Supper thing with you as every apostle. Like, <laughs> I've had that dream before. <clears throat> All right, so I get to start my favorite pie. Mm-hmm. Uh, my number one favorite pie is pecan pie. I oh god, I wish I had included that. That's yeah. actually that's actually good. That is a uh, I'm, I'm gonna uh, so I, every podcast I listen to has. Uh, Advertisers, which is fantastic, good for them. We don't yet, but this goes out to Fatuli's Bakery. Um, their pecan pie is, is probably one of the best pies I've ever had in my life. Uh, vanilla bean ice cream on oh. the side. Oh my god, yeah. That sounds so good. Yeah. 
Um, it, it, I've never been a person to bring something to a Thanksgiving dinner or to Christmas, but two years ago, we picked up... Whoa, 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 whoa. You don't bring anything <laughs> you to don't your... bring, You don't bring anything at all? I bring myself. <laughs> wait, wait, <laughs> oh, you're such a so you just like... You can't do that. My, well, yeah, just not not anymore. I have a... I have a I have a serious girlfriend who is teaching me manners now, so that's why in the last two years I started bringing things like pecan pie, and then occasionally pecan. <laughs> what pie. would we be if not for our <laughs> wives and girlfriends to, to civilize us? Uh, probably apes. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely would squalor. Yeah. I would say if 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 all of us didn't have our wives or girlfriends and we all showed up at the same party and no one else did, we would be standing around nothing. Yeah, no sustenance, no bottles of wine. No fancy scotch. Just yeah. us and whatever kegs someone paid for and expects to So college. Um, yes. <laughs> exactly. No, like, I don't know how I existed without my wife until I was like 27. I have no clue uh, like how I would ever. like g- g- The number of things that since we moved in together, she's like, no, you like, wait, you haven't been doing this all along? <laughs> we did make it, though. We, we did make it. We, you know... I I had a very nice dresser because my mom made sure that when I moved out of my house, I had a nice dresser at my apartment. And those drawers were never used mm-hmm. because I would fold my clothes, put them in the laundry basket, and then search through the laundry basket. Every single <laughs> I still day. do. I still do that. My clean, my clean laundry is in my room in a basket, folded neatly, but I cannot put it away because like, I've, I've just got other things that I'd rather be doing. So <laughs> I have an interesting situation. Where so my wife trained me to put my stuff or my clothing into the bat like the appropriate drawers mm-hmm. and in, on hangers in the wa- closet and whatever. Now though, because I do not fold her clothes correctly, if I'm doing laundry, she is living out of the clean laundry basket. Uh, oh, because she doesn't actually. If I'm the one that's doing the laundry, uh-huh. she doesn't take it upon herself. To fold the laundry that I was not allowed to fold. Now, out of curiosity, when you were being trained uh, to do your laundry correctly, did she reward you with something like Patulis Bakery's pecan pie by any chance? <laughs> See, as a man who's allergic to nuts, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, uh, that would the award would have been a murderous reward. Yes. On the bright side, she does have a way out. Yeah. Okay, there it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she yeah, gets the life very easy. Very easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, like, I would say, what, like, would I, uh, my shortfalling in the uh, in the laundry area is uh, where uh, it, it, my wife's equivalent is the cleaning up of uh, animal vomit in our house. You uh, just leave it there, and it's just kind of like I mean. Sh- my, uh... You just move it to get to the other stuff that you need to get to, or...? Well, not not me. Oh. Like, I, like, I'll be in the other room and she'll say, Oh, Mikey threw up. Like, one of, like we have several cats. Like, Mikey yeah. threw one up. One of which is named after the kid from the Life Cereal. Yeah, one of which is, yeah. The Life Cereal, yeah. Mikey liked the Mikey actually much. is... A, Mikey actually is, like, I think the only cat we have that was named before we got him. Oh, no, no. We have two that, were, that, we, that we didn't name. Uh, just, um, just for any of our audience members that don't know... Uh, Jim has 15 cats. Yep. Um, Which I believe is the yeah. Massachusetts State Maximum. It's the maximum, but, you know, we're, you know. We it's 10 in Rhode Island. Nobody really comes and looks. So. Um. <laughs> well, there might be a 16th, but if it has the same name as the other cat, it doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. it's Snowball 2. Snowball 2. <laughs> um, but, like, I'll hear, uh, I'll be in the other room and I'll hear, oh, Mikey threw up. And I will take that to mean, uh, I'm going to clean up for this vomit. Nope. Like, I'll go in the room the next day. It'll still be there. I'm like, oh, Which is really funny. <laughs> because your wife mm. is a vet tech, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, she is. So does she just not bring her work home with her? Is that... Well, yeah, she leaves work at work. I would leave. I don't teach kids at home. Like, why would I bring it home? <laughs> well, I mean, that would also be weird. <laughs> yeah. And like, hey, uh... I'm going to be using this math class in my bedroom later. You want to come over? I've got a whiteboard. Oh, Jesus. And they come over. Sir, there's no whiteboard! So if anyone in Jim's class is worried about a Matilda fantasy, like, you're barking up the wrong tree. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going down a weird road here. <laughs> I'm 
not the one that's teaching kids in my yeah. house. Sure. So, so I've, I'm the only one who had the pie thing going so far. So we're all right. So, going all right, you're gonna bring it back. So, all right, six o'clock is Jim. Um, all right, my number one is. Wait, root. you didn't do a second what? pie. Well, well, I thought we were doing one at a time. Let's do one at a time. Oh, doing one at a time. It's like, a, it's like the draft. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we're yeah. going back from the bottom to the top? Yeah. Started okay. from the bottom, now we're here. Got it. Um, my number one is rhubarb. Um, it is delicious. And, uh, well, even though I've been bad-mothing my wife's uh, skill at picking up vomit, <laughs> dedication to picking up animal refuse. That's not necessarily an indictment of everything she does, though. No, no, no. She makes a delicious rhubarb pie. Uh, and uh, to the point there, like, my mom texted her the other day and said, uh, you know, I, uh, I, I'm at, I'm at Market Basket, there's rhubarb. Was that the end of text message? Yep. Yeah. Um, it's like, okay, I get it. How, he's like, how much makes a pie? And, uh... <laughs> And she's like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know, like, how many stocks, whatever. She told her how many. And he's like, I bought enough for two. Which is fun. Like, <laughs> so, like, rhubarb is so interesting, too, because it's like, it's like better celery. You're essentially <laughs> making a goddamn celery pie. But cel- and it's delicious. But, but celery is god-awful and terrible. Well, it's like eating a stick. And there's, it always gets stuck in your teeth. And there's no yeah. caloric benefit. No. You burn more calories eating celery. 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 Yeah. We're talking about celery. Well, it's a good now. diet food, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, rhubarb is not because it's in, the, in if you end up including it in a pie, it's usually in so much sugar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But well, it's delicious. The coolest thing about rhubarb, I used to be a, I used to work in the produce department at Stop and Shop. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the cool thing about rhubarb is part of it can be poison. Well, yeah, the leaves. Yeah. So, like, whenever we got rhubarb in there, we used to spend a half an hour taking the whole rhubarb box and just chopping the leaves off. Well, of yeah. And it was awesome because it's just like, it, it's... Because you know some dipshit would be like, these have medicinal properties. Yeah. Ah, rah, rah, rah. Or some like dude... Kevin Trudeau. <laughs> Kevin Trudeau is the, is the charlatan, right? Not the Prime Minister of Canada. Justin is the that's Justin. Yeah. yeah, okay. Kevin Trudeau is that is the asshole who tries to sell herbal stuff that Correct. doesn't work. Okay. There's <laughs> always that possibility though that some guy who's making you know six seventy five an hour working in the produce department at Stop and Shop doesn't know you need to cut the leaves off the roof. That's how you can tell how long out. ago you worked at Stop and Shop. Six seventy five. Yeah, I, I was lucky. I made it at eight dollars. That was when they were Walmart moved in next door. They were really trying to get us from Walmart. But anyway. Um, no, that, that was so. I feel like it's it's rhubarb pie is like, is it going to kill me? Is it not? It's like when you go to one of those restaurants where like we had to cut the blowfish just right yeah. so that you didn't get the poisonous sack and yeah, the like sushi. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay, rhubarb pie. I like mm-hmm. it. So rhubarb. So we have a pecan a rhubarb. So my number one, banana cream. Ooh. People make jokes about it. It's the, the it's the best for throwing in someone's face. Yes, it is. <laughs> but you've got like a pudding. Included, you've got pieces of banana, mm-hmm. the whipped cream on top, and if you do the crust just right, because that's not a roll crust pie, that has to be a regular baked crust pie. Like you have to that has that's kind of like the hard work pie. Mm-hmm. But if I see banana cream pie on the menu at any restaurant I may go to, mm-hmm. regardless of how much food I've already eaten, how big the bill is, how drunk I am, mm-hmm. I'm going to get that banana cream pie. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Mine is way less interesting than I was yours. Say, keep, keep in mind, yeah, <laughs> it's we very are, potassium rich. Uh, we are keeping our consistencies in, in order here yeah. as well. Yes. As, uh, yeah. Um, so chicken? No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> you can say chicken pot pie. Chicken yeah, pie. Yeah, that is 100. percent I'm not going to say that though. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say probably chocolate cream pie. Yeah, I have that on my list. I don't have it on mine, but that's good. That's, yeah. that's a good one. But it has to be good, though. It can't be like a chocolate cream pie where they're just like, we put Jello in here and then put Cool Whip on top. No. But, which people have tried to... Sorry, Mom. <laughs> uh, people have tried to pass that off as chocolate cream pie before. Yeah. Mm. I think I gave away who it was. Um, <laughs> no one will ever know who the <laughs> mystery pie ruiner. <laughs> My mother's up to date with her podcast, so I'm sure this will be the next one she downloads. I mean, we're Facebook <laughs> friends, so I mean, I could force it. Yeah. Hey, like, Sandy, you're mentioned in this one. It's like, 
Damn it, Chris! Happy Mother's Day! I'm sure she'll check out our pat podcast between reposting. What color is your mood? <laughs> <laughs> I love my mother dearly. I'm sorry. <laughs> so chocolate cream pie. So Jim, let's hear about your second favorite. Uh, <laughs> my second favorite is pumpkin. Oh, it's simple as that. Yeah, like I mean, uh, those things delicious. I feel like you two are going to be whittled down from five because there's going to be repeats. Maybe. Did you just cross pumpkin off of there? Nope. Okay. All right. I had I had an extra one, and when you said chocolate cream, I crossed off chocolate cream. Okay. Because I had one that I was. So I have a weird one for my number two: rustic apple pie. Ooh! It's one my grandmother made. It doesn't have a top crust, and it just has the the bottom crust and the crust on the side. So I cut out the middleman, cut off that top crust, and it's got extra cinnamon on top. And the apples are a little crisp on top because there's nothing to shield them from the heat of the oven. So that's why I'm, I'm going to go with rustic apple as my next one. That is a good one. That's further down my list. Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. So, um, so who's up next? I'm trying to remember how we were positioned at the table. I think that makes, uh, I think that's me. <laughs> Chris reveals the, <laughs> pulls the curtain back from our illusion that... <laughs> I so, could not be more disappointed in you right now. Yeah, whatever, whatever. Um, <laughs> they, so they know that we they know that we are flawed now. My, <laughs> my that. number three. That's the we can we can even edit this. We time travel <laughs> is what happens. <laughs> See, every time you say we can edit this, that means I have to edit it. I listen to our to our, our, the three episodes we've done so far. We say we'll cut this about a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> so, right, so what is your pie, Chris? My number three would be chicken pot pie. That is uh, throwing a wrench in the script here. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> that is a savory versus a sweet. Uh-huh. But it is a pie. It is, mm-hmm. uh, in, both in, in form and function. <laughs> <laughs> why, why chicken pot pie? What's the, what's the perfect chicken pot pie for you? Uh, probably a uh, single serve. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, okay, so right out of the frozen, right out of the grocer's no, freezer. No, no, no. Uh, I believe we're sponsored by Fatuli's Bakery this week. They make a fantastic single-serve chicken pot pie, as well as an excellent pecan pie. We already spoke about that oh, Yeah, earlier. we did already speak about that. You know, along the same lines, I'm a big fan of the pork pie. The hat? Yes, the pork pie hat. <laughs> good I, hat, good pie. I can, when people say I could eat my hat, I literally eat my hat, because I love a good pork pie hat. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the 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 meat pie, like like um, the just literally a pie filled with meat, like as if it's as if it as if you were meant to find fruit in there or some sort of more traditional pie filling, but there's nothing but meat from top to bottom. Yep, it's delicious, especially if it's made from humans. Soylent pie, soylent green. <laughs> I was thinking more like uh, Sweeney Todd style. Oh, oh right. So oh, why didn't? I, God, I have seen every musical known to man. Why didn't my mind go there? That's <laughs> really weird the that my mind that, did. It's weird so that I you use, went like, there. I the one musical that I've seen. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> that, that's what, like, I, see, I went yeah. to Soil and Green first. Yeah. Thank you, Contemporary Theater Company. Yes, thank, no, really, thank you, Contemporary Theater Company, for continuing to uh, put out quality theater that is both accessible and inspiring. I and, wasn't even you know, drunk when I saw that. <laughs> you were drunk. You, you definitely came to a few of my shows drunk. Oh, I've done but most of your shows. Um, no, Alright, so we were chicken pot pie, pork pie. At this point, the ruse is over. Yeah. Um, we're at number four. I think. We're at number four. Yes, uh, def- definitely, definitely not because we are piecing this together from uh, <laughs> from a previous section of the podcast that we lost. Lemon um, meringue pie. Lemon meringue. Who doesn't is, love lemon meringue pie? My great aunt used to make the most amazing lemon meringue pie from scratch. I've made the same Alzheimer's joke. I think I'll. Lay off of it this time, but yeah. <laughs> the audience, of course, didn't get to hear that, so they have no idea what you're talking about. You just brought up Alzheimer's for no reason, as far as they're well, concerned. Like they I brought it up, up, up great. Right. Yeah, but yes, the, the, that well, but that wasn't from like <laughs> that wasn't from a section of the podcast that we recorded and lost. You just brought it up because in your head that was the logic. What I wanted thing. to talk about, I wanted to talk about Girl with the Dragon Tattoo, Alzheimer's, which was a question at trivia this week. Oh, was it? Oh. What right. was the question? What was the name of the hacker 
And who are the two actresses that played her? The answer is Elizabeth it was Salander. Salander. It was Rooney Mara and uh, Numi Rapace. Yeah. What Rapace? We're Rapace. Americans. Na- Naomi Campbell, ra- racist, rapist. What? <laughs> Naomi Campbell, rapist. <laughs> That's her name. Alzheimer's is soft mind rape. <laughs> <laughs> We have, recorded this, <laughs> we have recorded this conversation too many times. It's, we have gone to we have gone to a place. We have jumped. We have we have quantum leapt. I know. I don't even know some kind of, The audience has no clue how we got here. Um, Siggy, well, that's why I this might be our best podcast yet. I think so. All right, so. Uh, what is everyone's fourth favorite pie? Oh, mine, mine is uh, because I come from an Italian family. You just said cheese pie. Uh, Rega. Yeah, we Rega. just know each other's lists. We know each other's <laughs> lists by heart now because we, this is the this. third time we've said Rega. And then Correa's going to say key lime pie. Okay. And we're going to say, where did they get the name for key lime pie? Is it from the Florida Keys? And somebody's going to look mm-hmm. it up. And uh, they're going. And we're about to cut to the part on the actual on our first recording where somebody looks it up on Wikipedia and says, "Yes, it does come from the Florida Keys because it <laughs> refers to a type of lime that grows in the Florida Keys." God damn it, Jim! That's just another edit I have to make. We've done this <laughs> enough times that we should change the Wikipedia entry to as fabled with the bits per second podcast. <laughs> the key lime pie, also featured in. I don't know. Uh, was... The Bit Bits Per Second Podcast. <laughs> yes, exactly. In popular culture. And, uh, and uh, <laughs> it is not, as Jared posed, the uh, as Jared posited, the uh, invention of former Senate candidate Alan Keyes. Now, tell me, <laughs> were you and Alan Keyes ever lovers? Because he seems like he really doesn't like gay people. So but probably like he'd be like the like... most gay. Well, yeah, probably, but I've never met him, so we've never been lovers. No. I hear you. But if you did meet him, would you be lovers? I don't think so. I think he's too wacky for me. Like I've seen yeah. him talk. He's, he's got right. a flat top, though. That's kind of cool. That's all right. Like a Martin Shumpert. I hear. <laughs> I hear he loves a great straight guy. Uh huh. Yeah, a good straight bait yeah. for, for for Alan Keyes. <laughs> That's most of the really thing. The man who moved to Illinois to try to beat Barack Obama in two thousand four might have a good wide stance. Oh yeah, probably. Am I missing on my my keys again? Wait, what were, you, what were you thinking of? Because Al, Alan Keyes was the radio host who, who they, the Republican Party So who tapped. was the congressman from Florida? Oh, Alan West. Alan West! Alan West! Uh, yes. Always mixing up my... Always mixing my, up your black Republicans. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, there's two of them! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they had the same Tim, first name! Tim Scott. Okay, Tim Michael, Scott. Michael Steele. Okay, well, Michael Steele doesn't count because I like him. Uh, Don Lemon. He's not a... Uh, he's Don not a politician, Le- but he's definitely conservative and black and gay. Um, and lives in Florida? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he's got but a, a name like Lemon. At, he probably lives in Georgia. He works at CNN. Oh, uh, yeah, probably. So he probably lives in Georgia mm-hmm. at least part of the year. By the panhandle. During, C- during CNN's busy season. Yeah. Which the is all Kathy the time. Griffin New Year season, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did he do New Year's with Kathy Griffin? He did. Oh my god, I can't think of two more irritating people. <laughs> yeah, neither can I. It was. It Though was I might. Novel. I would might become lovers with Kathy Griffin. I might too. Because the story would be really funny. Yeah. And <laughs> you'd end up in her bit, like Jerry Seinfeld did. It'd be incredibly her. loud, too. Incredibly loud. What? Kathy, them. And then he called me a little schmutz. <laughs> oh, like you mean like the banging? Yeah, we're just talking. Oh. Um. So should we talk about our least favorite pies? Since we're just Ooh, filling stuff in just, here. Yeah, since we're just putting stuff least in here. Favorite, I'm not a pie guy, so I have a lot of least this, favorite pies. Alright. Yeah. I'm going to let Jared start, though. Um, mud pies. Um, being a fat kid growing up. I've eaten a few. And they're not really pies. They're just mud. Okay. It's, it's a just lie. mud. <laughs> it's a lie. So mud pies really actually made out of mud. Yeah. Uh, uh, um... I'm not a huge cherry pie fan. I just think like it, they so don't, you don't like warrant. Like warrant? No, I hate warrant. Uh, I I agree. Cherry pie is. I found just, it. I've always yeah. found it to be really gross. Does just anyone like, else like after you eat cherry pie or just a lot of cherries in general that like you kind? It looks like you shit blood. Yeah, <laughs> but it's just cherries, and then you think you have colon cancer, and then you get a colonoscopy. Has anyone ever got like you guys ever gotten to that point? No, I've always kind of. 
took it that it was the cherries. That... Yeah, I was convinced I was dying. No, it was blood. <laughs> I <see. laughs> my my the madness. The level of madness we have reached with this is just. <laughs> and next, you're gonna hear. You're about to hear us go back to the point where we talk about the key lime. I'm not gonna bother, bother editing around it. So just enjoy it because this is your moment of meta psychosis in the middle of the podcast. So we did a little bit of research on the key lime pie, mm-hmm. and it turns out that the key lime pie is supposed to be made with lime juice from key limes and topped with a wedge from a key lime. Mm-hmm. And in the original version, it should have a meringue top, mm-hmm. which makes it even better. And the lime is supposed to be from the Florida Keys. So yeah. Chris's joke response there was actually correct. Like, <laughs> good lie. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Really thank good you. lie. I'm not much of a pie guy, but yeah. you know, I can figure that one out. So moving on to uh, our third topic. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to close this out with quit your bits and about something that is just bothering us. So we'll start with our special guest, Chris Correa. Uh, what can't you stop bitsing about? Uh, I bought a car this week. Oh. So car dealerships. Um, so I, like any good citizen trying to get a good deal on a car, went on the last day of the month when they're trying to meet their sales quota. Mm-hmm. And I got a good deal on my car. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't pick it up until Monday, May, May 2nd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I pointed out a couple of things I wanted taken care of. I want the wiper blades taken care of. I'd like the car uh, with a Rhode Island inspection because I uh, live in Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. Uh, I show up to pick up the car. It's not inspected. Um, <laughs> fine, whatever. I'll just do it later. Um, I drive home and it starts raining and I turn on the wipers and the wiper blades are flopping everywhere because they never replaced them. So basically, they said whatever they wanted to say just to get me to buy the car, never followed through. Um, that's pretty common. It's not the worst car dealership experience I've ever had because I worked at one, and that was six months of the worst car dealership experience I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, but it's definitely up there. Have you guys had any bad car dealership experiences? Well, my wife has uh, before uh, we were married. She, I was with her when she bought her, the car she currently had. And, uh, like the, it was at the, I don't mind saying it was at the Ernie Bach superstore. Uh, and I don't mind, me- you I don't mind Donald mentioning- Trump. Yeah. yeah. I don't mind mentioning Trump that because yeah, you know, cause, cause he's going, it matters where you buy your cars. People. It matters where you buy your cars. He's going slowly and saying he's turning it to John McAfee. He looks like weird Al Yankovic. Um, <laughs> in a bad <laughs> way. Yeah. In a, in a bad way. Yeah. He looks like the, the evil weird Al. Um, so the one where he looked like Coolio, or is that Bad Hair Day? That's yeah, that, that was, that's Bad Hair Day. <laughs> oh, okay. No, he um, looks like um, like bat, Fat Era. Oh yeah, out. kind of. When he did like the weird hair thing. Yeah, uh, and he still had the facial hair. Yeah, um, but uh, we got a, a a salesman who was like uh, emotionally abusive. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, like, every, uh, he, he was like, he, he was like an, uh, an abusive boyfriend who gets, uh, uh, who, who has just been confronted. Like, uh, like, so when, she, whenever she tried to, like, counter with something or bargain and, uh, like, and she actually, she mentioned that she knew, like, she, like, her old landlord was a, was a, owned a dealership, and he was, like, she, she tried to counter, like, this is what he sells this sort of car for. And he's like, oh, well, oh, so you know somebody, you know, oh, just cause you, you know somebody, because he's, he, he's trying to, like, you know somebody who's trying to get a deal for himself, that he's just, you know, he's just kind of trying to play you for that, like, he's, he's, he was very, uh, uh, I don't know, whiny and, uh, that yeah, sounds about right. That yeah. sounds like a man on the way to his third domestic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I've had the same kind of situation, um, the, except for my, my current car where they didn't give me my papers until a month after I was driving the car. <laughs> assured me I had everything, and then all of a sudden in the mail, I get this huge envelope with all the information regarding the car. Yeah. Didn't you not legally own the car That's for yeah. like the entire first month that you owned it? <laughs> yeah. So if you had gotten pulled over, they would have said, this car belongs to Steve Smith in yep. Waterbury, Connecticut. Yep. We're going to tow it back to him. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> and I wrote them a really nasty Yelp review, and they called me and said, hey, um, 
I thought we had a really good relationship. I'm like, no, you're a fucking scumbag. Um, but anyway, so my, my worst car buying experience was from my wife's current car. So we went to this dealership, this um, Hyundai dealership. And so we met with this guy and we were talking to him. He obviously had no idea. He was new. He was a new salesman. He wasn't really good at it. Then he called his manager over, mm. Gary. Now, Gary, yeah, I'm going to put you a new car today. I know you want this old car. You don't want the old car. You want a new car. And I'm, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, no, we're not paying for that. Mm. It's like, well, I mean, if you look at the payments, I'm like, yeah, but that's, that's an extra year. We're talking about a four-year versus a five-year. Yeah, the payments are less. But then I own the car after four years. Mm. Like, yeah. It's kind of like paying off your student loans early. It's like a no-brainer. Yeah. Yeah. They, they teach you those things, though. They say, find the pain points. So the pain points, and we're going to give you a little lesson here about how to buy a car. Um, the pain points are, is this person, does this person care about their monthly payment? Mm-hmm. Does this person care about their interest rate? Or does this person care about the price they get the car for? What they want to hear is they want to hear that you care about your monthly payment, and that's it. Because if they get you a low monthly payment at 84 months at 10%, they're making a lot more money on the car because yeah. they can sell it to you for 25000 The last thing they want to see is someone who comes in and says, I want the car for as cheap as I can get it. I don't care about the monthly payment. I want it for 21000 So if you're ever looking to shop for a car and they ask you, where do you want to be for your monthly payment? Say, I don't care. I want to buy the car for a good price. Hmm. Yeah, that's like good that. to know. Yeah, that's the and that's they train everyone to go on monthly payment. Yeah, because um, everyone's financing a car. You're not going to walk into unless you're my girlfriend's father. Um, you're not going to walk into a place and say, "I, I, you know, I brought my checkbook. I'd like to buy that car." Yeah, <laughs> what you're basically saying is, yeah. "I'm a poor investor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to pay cash." Exactly. <laughs> So, you know, uh, so Gary, Gary, this poor bastard. So he doesn't know what he's dealing with because so I'm telling him like, no, we're going to walk away. We don't want a new car. We're going to use it. But I'm telling you, I can put you in a new car for the cost of an old car. (laughs) Like, no, I don't think you understand, Gary. (laughs) He's like, no, but you understand it's going to be less. I'm like, no, I understand, Gary. I do. I know math. (laughs) You don't make no sense. I'm like. I never been accused of making sense, Gary. The only <laughs> the only time that ever worked was my girlfriend was buying the car she has now, mm-hmm. and her father was actually the insurance agent for the uh, for the dealership. Of course, he was. So he came, and so we test drove a one year old Subaru with ten thousand miles on it, and you know it was a good price. Uh, I'll just say it was twenty five five. Um, that's exactly what it was. So anyway. We're driving the car. She loves it. She wants to buy it, Mm -hmm. you know. And then I'm walking through the dealership parking lot, and I look at this brand new, same exact car, same color, same interior things, same options package, brand new, and the sign on it says 25.5. And I'm like, what's what's going on here? He goes, well, you know, these cars have great resale value. Uh, Obviously, there's a little bit more room in, in that one, and by room, they mean... They marked the shit up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but they were actually putting a car that was a year older with 10,000 more miles on it. They were advertising it for the same price they were advertising a brand new one. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they call a loss leader. Yeah. Which uh-huh. would be the car that we ended up buying. Yeah. Um, but that's how you get business in the door. You know, you get that one brand new car that's the same price as the used one, and that gets people in the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, enough about car dealerships. Those, yeah, yeah. So let's, let's <laughs> I should also say, say that my uh, that our car dealer, like when when oh, my wife bought her car, uh, I went in the bathroom after him while we were there. He stunk up the place. Oh, <laughs> that's one more thing. I mean, I don't think that's fair because we all stink up the place. Yeah, but. The, the, it was it was vile. Worse than anything I've ever smelled from. <laughs> so actually, kind of piggybacking off his, I have a very quick thing that I, like upsets me, and I think about it every day mm-hmm. when I'm driving. The names that American car companies come up with <laughs> for their cars. <laughs> so I'll start with some of the obvious ones. Cruise with a Z. 
The Chevy oh, Cruze. Well, yeah, with a Z we've... and an E. Like, oh, why okay. is there a Z there? Like, it doesn't need to be there. And it looks stupid. Malibu. Uh, Cruise is well, the car the Zodiac Killer would be. Oh. <laughs> it's like the, oh. Chevy, the Chevy Malibu. Oh. And alone, Ford alone. The Focus, the Fusion, the C-Max, the Flex, and the Fiesta. All right, let's go to Animals. The Taurus, the Mustang, the Bronco. Those actually sound kind of badass. They, they do because they're from our childhood. Yeah, well, maybe. So there's going to be... Thirty years from now, someone's like, "Yeah, I just bought a 2013 Fusion. I'm going to restore her. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to get. There's no restoring yeah, a Fusion. I just got a. I just got an EcoBoost inline four that I ordered in from <laughs> to Crate Motor. <laughs> uh, I don't know if they're going to restore those cars, but uh. but like the, the, that doesn't make up for the Durango, the mm. Colorado. The Durango 95. The Durango 95. Or my, my all-time favorite, the GMC Jimmy. <laughs> Just a guy. That is a good one. Jimmy's guy. Jimmy. Jimmy. And so, nope. like, how many dipshits, like, bought that car because their name was Jimmy? He's like, Jimmy drives a Jimmy. People who refer to themselves in the third person. <laughs> but like I said, like, I do give certain um, exclusion for the Bronco and the Blazer, which are discontinued but badass names for cars. Now, if there was a car that you liked but you specifically wouldn't buy because of the name, what would it be? Because I, hmm. I rented a Ford Fusion once. It was nice, but the name sucks. So I would never buy one. Um, I drove a Jeep Liberty as a rental car once. I hated it. Um, I once drove a Ford Fingerfuck. Was that built on the Mercury Mistress chassis? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't like it, wouldn't buy it. <laughs> but yeah, I just don't understand why. Because I, I get, why don't you just use numbers like European car companies? Like or, Mazda. Mazda. Or European companies where everything's well, BMW just like does, yeah. BMW has or Mercedes. The, the three series, the five series. Mercedes has the E series, the M series, or Audi. Like there, it's mm-hmm. just there's just got to be a better way. Um, so, so you know, but they, you know that there's a room full of people just deciding on this. Hmm, what the Fiesta? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like no, there's a bunch of like old white dudes sitting in a room, be like. I think Fiesta is an excellent marketed way because the Hispanics will all buy it. The Hispanics. But these are the same bastards that drove that decided to market the Chevy Nova in Mexico. No, no go. No go. no go in Spanish. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm gonna buy the Spanish doesn't fucking work. Nova. Yep. <laughs> so well, Jim, what are you uh what are you bitsing about? I'm bitsin' about coffee. All right. Um, and I sit here right next to me is my freshly bought Cumberland Farms Chug Jug 2016. Um, Chug Jug was actually my nickname in college. <laughs> <laughs> so, to me, um, the uh, the 2015 Chug Jug was superior. Uh, it had a yeah, better design. I know. I'm thinking, I'm thinking of uh, retro uh, the, um, downgrading. Um <laughs> Which is why I haven't downloaded Windows 10. Also, um, but uh, I, I am not a, I'm not what you would call a coffee snob. No, um, because uh, I uh, am, and this is the first step in a program. I'm an addict. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now fully addicted to coffee. I need it to survive. I have tried to go without yep. it. It is just I, I. I now know what it's like to go through withdrawals. Uh, it's uh, well, welcome to the club. Yep. <laughs> Important question, Jim. Mm-hmm. Do you find that your enjoyment of coffee is directly correlated to the cost of it? No, I do not. Actually. Oh, and that's why you have the Cumberland. Uh, that's Farm. why I have the Cumberland Farm. <laughs> like, see, but see, I, I also I will you know I will then, talk to people uh, and I will, I will name check one uh, Ryan Hardigan, who uh, is my sometime improv uh, colleague. Who's now a, a, a professor of theater at uh, University of Nebraska at Omaha, um, and uh, he is from New Zealand. He's from out of the country, so he he, he says always says something like Americans haven't grasped the uh, 
uh, aesthetic of coffee, really. Uh, like, yeah, I also we also haven't grasped the aesthetic of cocaine either. Yeah. It's, it's a drug. <laughs> We're addicted. Um, Portions have. Hmm? Vegas, LA. Yeah. 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 The so, so, so basically what we're saying is that Seattle is the Vegas of cocaine. Right, yeah. That's exactly. oh, wait, it's, it's Vegas, Vegas, Vegas of coffee. coffee. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Essentially. Vegas Seattle is the Vegas, is the Vegas of cocaine. cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, like, I will drink whatever coffee is in front of me. Just like, throw it. I mean, like, I'm not always going, like, and I enjoy a good cup of coffee. Uh-huh. Oh, but yeah. that's an occasional thing. Like, most of the time, I'm just Getting through my life that way. I'm like, I, will, I take this thing to Cumberland Farms every morning before work, fill it right up. Um, I gotta get a chug jug, because it is there is a Cumberland Farms right across from my work, so I can... I live right down the street from it, I can walk to it. So, uh, yeah, it's, um, uh, that, that's, it's been my, uh, my dealer of choice. Um, I, I do the same thing, my, this, my, my uh, chug jug is the, uh... Um, this, um, <laughs> Uh, this uh, <laughs> my my chug jug is the uh, I, I leave a Cumberland Farms. Uh, by the way, this podcast is sponsored by Cumberland Farms Coffee. You can buy any size that you like. Ninety nine cents. Ninety nine freaking cents. You can't beat that. Like yeah. like I I understand like uh, like quibbling over the difference between like oh you're gonna spend. Four dollars for a Starbucks size coffee. You're gonna spend three and a half dollars for a Dunkin' Donuts iced coffee. And Starbucks. And, then, and Starbucks coffee does kind of suck. Like I'll, I'll but, tell you. Like I mean, it's it and, is. And the like, difference is for whatever the, for the but, price like, it is. But awful. for ninety nine cents, um, they're giving me whatever I want. They're just filling me up, and I just want the sauce. Right. A, exactly. There is a better consistency between Cumberland Farms and the quality of their coffee. Mm-hmm. Than there is with the Dunkin' Donuts and the consistency of, of the quality of their coffee yeah. from place to place. There is a significant difference, and I will not call out which one, but the two closest Dunkin' Donuts to my house, the one to the right of my house, <laughs> always <laughs> does a great job. The one to the left of my house, terrible. Mm. I know both that you're speaking of. Both, <laughs> and you agree. They're both within yeah. a mile, which keeps him within quota. <laughs> And, and you know Hank. Hank. Hank's the best Dunkin' Donuts guy ever. Shout out to Hank. Shout out Shout to out Hank. To Hank's listening. Not only is he my coffee guy, he is also my gym guy. I see him oh, at the really? gym every day. Yeah. Oh, nice. Tell him about the podcast. Tell him we got a shout out. <laughs> We're working hard. Yeah. There you go. Um, so yeah, I uh, 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 this summer I'm probably going to try and uh, detox myself from coffee. I'm, You'll uh, be that's back. My, I know. Like, I mean, I'll, 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 I'll have one a day probably. Like right now I'm at like three. And oh, it's, see, I'm at like six. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's just my normal function. Though. Just get up there. Well, like three, three a chug jug size. Like for, for oh yeah, like that's I, a lot. I will like you know I, I have what is a chug jug? Thirty two ounces. It's uh, what is this thing here? Um, they don't even tell you how many. No, they don't yeah, even yeah. tell you. Uh, except that it's BPA free and yeah, three quarters. Uh, of hey, a, it's BPA yeah. free. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, three quarters of a gallon. It's better than a Nalgene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh. Yes, the chug jug. Uh, if you you can fill it with soda or slushies for forty nine cents, but coffee they still charge you full price. But it saves plastic, right? Mm-hmm. So, so coffee, car dealerships, and car names. That's what we're bitsing about. Yep. So uh, yeah, that brings us alliter- alliteration uh, <laughs> uh, bits in this week. Yeah. So that brings us to the end of our podcast for today. This is the, uh, another episode of the Bit Players Bits Per Second Podcast. I'm Jared. I'm Jim. I'm Correa. Uh, where where can they come to see us? Like should, they can come see us at the Firehouse Theater on Broadway in Newport, Rhode Island, on Fridays at eight p.m. and on Saturdays at eight and ten p.m. We actually will be having some uh, mo- shows on Monday nights mm-hmm. during the summer and, and family friendly shows on Wednesdays. As family well. friendly. So, I'm not allowed yeah. to be near those. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Uh, it, it, it's uh, some of the topics that we discussed today would not be allowed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, except when uh, some some of our players uh, tell the kids to go ham. Yeah. Or <laughs> tell the children that there is no Santa Claus. Uh, oh yeah, I've, I've had. A, I wasn't there for that. I've one. actually had priests do that. Like I've been at church where the priest is like, you know what? Look, Santa Claus is a good idea. Christmas <laughs> is about Jesus, and that kids out there are like, no, no, people, Shut kids, the fuck up. kids don't care about people dying for their sins. They care about getting a new. I mean, what's new now these days? It's not an Xbox. Oh, like anymore. a like a I don't know, like yeah. a TurboGrafx sixteen. <laughs> are you talking about priests still? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know what kids have anymore. Anyway. <laughs> like every Tamagotchi. Time, every time I try to, like, figure out what's going on with the teenagers when I talk to my niece and my nephew, it's like, so, what are you guys into? It's like, video games. I'm like, oh, that's the same. And then I try to play their video games, and I just can't do it. Yeah. But anyway, so... Um, this are yeah. This has been bits per uh, second. The Bit Players Podcast. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs>